welcome to Science is Fun E. I'm your host, Private, aka Avery. I'm nine years old and currently in the fourth grade. Joining me today is Skipper, aka Craig, who is aged and grouchy. <laughs> Not funny, Private. Kind of funny, Skip. Skip. Every day, my mom makes me take a vitamin pill. She says it will help me stay healthy. She says it isn't medicine. So, what is it and how does it exactly work? Well, your mother is right. Mothers are always right. Well, most of the time, vitamins aren't medicine. The word vitamin is a contraction. You know what a contraction is. Oh, sure. A contraption is like the machines you make in your workshop. Or contractions happen when a mother is having a baby and they help push the baby out. <laughs> Not funny, Private. Kind of funny, Skip. I really do know what contractions are. It's the joining of two words together, like can. It's a contraction of can and not. I'll is another contraction of I and will. There are hundreds. So what are the two words that make up vitamin? The words are vital, which means very important, and amino acid. Amino acids are important in making proteins. Do you remember proteins? Sure. They make up the parts of living things, like skin, muscles, bones, and blood. So vitamin means it is a vital amino acid. Why are those amino acids vital to us? Well, they're very important because we need them so we can make certain proteins. But we can't make those amino acids ourselves. So it's important that they're found in the foods we eat. So if they're already in the food we eat, why is my mom making me take a pill to get them, hmm? Tell me, Private, do you like every kind of food? Now, you know I don't like tomatoes and shrimp and... Oh, I get it. What if I don't eat the food that contains the amino acid I need? Good thinking, Private. Tell you what, let's do some research on vitamins, then come back and discuss what we find out. Okay. So, Private, what did you learn about vitamins? I learned that the first vitamin discovered was vitamin C. C? Why not A? Skip, we'll get to that later. This is a really cool story. Want to hear it? Sure. I'm always up for a good story. Once upon a time... Hey, hey, not funny, Private. Kind of funny, Skip. Once upon a time, from the 1500s to 1800s, captains who were taking their ships on voyages longer than eight weeks would lose up to half of their sailors due to a disease called scurvy. The sailors would then get weak and spots covered their skin. They would have great pain in their arms and legs, and their gums would get red and swollen. Many would die. In 1747, in a ship sailing from England to America, there were 12 men who had come down with scurvy. A man named James Lind, who was the ship's doctor, didn't know how to cure the sailors. No one did, but he thought it had something to do with the food they ate, so he performed an experiment. Why did he think it had to do with their diet? Back then, people didn't know how to keep food from rotting, so a lot of food spoiled. Most of the food sailors ate were either soaked in vinegar or covered with salt. There weren't any fresh vegetables or fruit. Wow, that is a poor diet. So what happened? He divided the sick men into six groups of two. All twelve ate the same things, but in addition to their common diet, each group ate something else. The first group drank a quart of apple cider each day. The second group drank 25 drops of a strong solution called sulfuric acid combined with herbs three times a day. Skip, that doesn't sound right. Isn't sulfuric acid dangerous? Yeah, in high enough doses it could burn your mouth and your stomach pretty bad. The third group took two spoonfuls of vinegar three times a day on an empty stomach. The fourth group ate various herbs and spices, including nutmeg and garlic. The fifth group, who had rigid legs and were in the worst condition, drank half a pint of seawater daily. Ouch, that sounds pretty painful. 
and the sixth group consumed two oranges and one lemon every day. So what happened? The group that ate the citrus fruit, the oranges, and lemons recovered immediately without any other medicine. Wow. What happened to the other groups? Well, the apple cider group had some good effects, but not enough that they were able to work. None of the other treatments had any effect on the disease at all, and in fact, the disease got worse and worse in those groups. As a result, all the sailors were given oranges and lemons and were cured. Hooray, Dr. Lind. Hey, so let me guess. When the British Navy heard this, they were overjoyed that they finally knew what caused scurvy and killed hundreds of sailors each year and decided to make every sailor eat an orange a day. Nope. It took them 48 years before they finally provided a daily amount of lime or lemon juice to all of its men. And because the English sailors had to eat a lime a day, other sailors began to call them limeys. But even though they were made fun of, Eating limes, lemons, and oranges caused scurvy to disappear completely from the British Navy, saving many of thousands of lives. 48 years! Wow, talk about slow learners. Wait, why did the other sailors call them limeys when they were eating lemons and oranges? Back then, limes, lemons, and oranges were all called limes. Oh, okay. So what was in the oranges, lemons, and limes that cured the sailors? It was vitamin C. The C stands for citrus. Citrus foods have some of the highest amounts of vitamin C. That is a cool story. So what else did you learn? I learned that there are two types of vitamins. One that can dissolve in fat and ones that can dissolve in water. So tell me about the fat ones. What are they good for? There are four vitamins that dissolve in fat, A, D, E, and K. And they can be stored up in our bodies for a longer time than the water ones. So tell me a little about them. Vitamin A is found in orange-colored vegetables, like carrots, different squashes, sweet potatoes, and stuff like that. It helps your eyes see, especially at night. Without it, a person would go blind when it starts to get dark out. We can make vitamin D as long as we get out in the sun. Sunlight causes our skin to make it. We can also get in milk, fish, and cereal that has some of it put in by the maker. It's called being fortified. It is used by the body to capture and use calcium, which is very important for muscles and nerves to work. It also helps to stop a cut from bleeding. And oh yeah, for bones to grow. Scientists think that bones started up as a place to store the calcium because of how important it is. Wow, vitamin D sure does a lot. What about the others? Vitamin K also helps to stop the blood coming out when you get a cut. It's called clotting. We get most of it from bacteria that live in the part of our digestive tube called the large intestines. Hey, we talked about good bacteria in previous episodes. Here's another example. Cool. Remember, bacteria and all living things are neither good nor bad. They're just following the first two rules of life. Do you remember what they are? Of course. The first one is... Get food, but don't become food. And the second one is, uh... Make more of yourself. What else did you learn about vitamins? Vitamin E is important for healthy skin and blood. E helps protect cells from damage. It is also important for the cells that carry oxygen in the blood. We get it from whole grains, such as wheat and oats, leafy green vegetables, and nuts and seeds. So you mentioned ones that dissolve in water. Which ones are they? There are lots of different types of B vitamins. They help you get energy from the food you eat and lots of other stuff we need. We get them from grains like wheat and oats, fish and other kinds of seafood, chicken and other meats, and stuff like milk and yogurt too. So we better take those vitamin tablets, huh? Skip. All these vitamins are just found in food. We don't need to buy vitamin pills if we just eat a healthy diet. Okay, so let's eat a candy bar. I'm starving. That's not funny, Skip. That's kind of funny, Private. Skip, my friend has brown skin, and I have white skin. How come people have different skin colors? The answer is melanin. It's a brown protective substance in the skin. 
What does it protect against, and how come I'm not getting protected? That doesn't seem fair. Private, there is no fair in life, and you do get protected when you tan up in the summertime. Yeah, I always wondered why we get browner in the summer. I thought it was because it's warmer out. Sorry, that's not it. Correlation is not necessarily causation. Skip, I'm just nine. I have no idea what you said. What does it even mean? Correlation refers to things that happen at the same time, like it starts to get warmer and white people start to get browner, or people spend more money when it starts to get cold out. They happen at the same time, so we think that one causes the other. That's not always the case. Wait, people spend more money when it gets cold out? Really? Sure they do. Think about what else is going on during the fall season. Oh, yeah. Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Yay, presents! I guess people do spend more money when it starts to get cold, but the cold isn't causing the people to spend money. The holidays are. Yep. You see, they correlate. They happen at the same time. But the cold is not causing the spending. Something else is. So what is happening when I get browner in the summer if it's not from the heat? It has to do with something else that is occurring at the same time. And that is an increase in ultraviolet radiation from the sun. In the colder months, the upper part of our round earth is pointing away from the sun. So less sunlight, cooler and shorter days, and lower ultraviolet radiation. Radiation from, like, nuclear bombs or something? Well, there are many kinds of radiation, and we can talk more about them in upcoming episodes. But as far as ultraviolet radiation is concerned, a little of that is actually very good for you. It causes your skin to make vitamin D, and we know how important vitamin D is. Yeah, we won't last very long without it. That's for sure. But in higher amounts, ultraviolet radiation can cause sunburns and can lead to skin cancer. So when there's too much ultraviolet radiation... Our skin cells produce melanin to protect us. And since melanin is brown, our skin becomes browner. And that's why we get browner or tan in the summertime. Cool, but why is some people's skin brown all the time? It has to do with where their ancestors came from. What does that have to do with it? Well, there are places on the earth where the ultraviolet radiation is very high all the time. So people there have evolved high amounts of melanin in their skin to give them the protection they need. Their skin will be very dark. People who live in areas of the earth with a medium amount of ultraviolet radiation have a lower amount of melanin, and their skin is brown or tan, and people who live in areas with very low amounts of ultraviolet radiation have very little melanin and very light skin color. But what if they came from New Jersey? (laughs) Well, also, a person with dark skin color could marry someone with lighter skin color, and their children could have skin color that's a mixture of the two. It's the DNA that the child gets. From their two parents that controls it. Skip, how do we know all this stuff? Science, private. Science. It started when a monk named Mendel did some experiments on peas and discovered how features like skin color, eye color, and height and others are passed from parents to offspring. Today we know that pieces of DNA called genes are responsible for how we look and a lot of how we behave too. Yay, science. You got that right, private. That's our podcast for this week. Come back next week for another episode of Science's Fun E. Oh, and don't forget to visit our website at www.scienceisfune.com or listen on iTunes. Just search for Science's Fun E in the podcast section. Or to suggest possible topics for upcoming episodes, email topics at scienceisfune.com. 
you can email me at private at sciencesfunne.com or skipper at sciencesfunne.com. I'm Private, a.k.a. Avery. I'm hoping you have a great week. TTYL.